This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's that at the foot of my bed? It's spooky and kooky. I'm pretty sure it's dead. It's coming this way. Hey, boo! It's me, Roz Dresfales. Welcome to Ghosted. You know, I have a lot of like-minded friends, and of course people all day, every day, tell me about different ghosty things, which I love. And my best friend and former podcast guest, Sam Pancake, asked me the other day if I was familiar with the black-eyed children. And of course, like, naturally, I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? Fergie and Will I Am? And he's like, no, 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 no. The Black Eyed Children. And so he goes into this whole thing about this urban legend, and then I had to go look it up. So I went to thoughtcatalog.com, which had all this info about the Black Eyed Children. And uh, what it talks about is that the, the Black Eyed Children, they are age 6 to 16, typically, from, from many reports. And they've got pale skin and completely blacked out eyes. And what they do is they knock on your door uh, of your home or it could be your car. Or if you're like me in your early 20s, it's, uh, you know, the two, one, the two things are one and the same. Your car is your house. But uh, people report that these black eyed children are making them feel incredibly uneasy when, you know, they, they approach them. And these children will do anything to get you to let them in but you must give them permission first and people report that they like kind of hypnotize you into letting them in and people go into like this kind of trance like state and it seems like a lot of people like break out of it right when the the children are about to come in and that's what's interesting is that there's not many stories of people like letting them in. And so people think that it could be because if they let you in, they kill you. <laughs> now, they're always asking for something specifically, like they want to ride or uh, if you're in your car, obviously, or they want to use your phone or something like that. And they're seen in normal or slightly dated clothes. And they seem to be talking too mature to be actual children, which is why people are like, maybe they're shapeshifters, maybe they're vampires, aliens, demons, who knows. But the earliest report came out in 1996, a journalist named Brian Bethel in Abilene, Texas, was sitting in his car writing a check to pay a bill. And he's sitting in a parking lot near a theater. And these two boys come up. They're approximately nine and 12 years old. And they knock on his window and they tell him that they uh, were there to see Mortal Kombat, which is like such a great 1996 throwback. And they're about to finish him. No, just kidding. But they uh, they had forgotten their money. And they asked for a ride 
by they asked Brian for a ride to take him back to their mother's house to get some money. And the boys are like really trying to convince him and they're just like, oh, we're just little kids. We don't have any guns or anything. And he's overcome with unease and he's like making all these excuses and he's like starting to fall for it for a moment. But he's like, no, 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 no. And he like notices their eyeballs and then he just stepped on it and he looked into the rearview mirror and they were gone. There was nobody in the rearview mirror. So that's the first time we ever heard about these black eyed children. But of course, the Internet being what it is, there are tons of reports on Reddit and blogs of all sorts and I found this one that kind of spooked me that was also in the exact same thought catalog article this one is so interesting because it's called black-eyed grandparents so maybe black-eyed children grow up and they become old black-eyed people okay it says a bit of Scene setting. In 1996-97, hey, same year, I lived in a fairly old terraced house with a cemetery at the end of the road. Cliché, I know, but it's an important detail. Nothing remarkable about the house or the area. It was just convenient for college. Anyway, I was up late one night on the PC in my bedroom, which looked out onto the street. It was about 2 or 3 a.m. For whatever reason probably to give my eyes a rest, I wandered over to the window and looked down the road in the direction of the cemetery, although it was too far down the street for me to see, and I saw three people walking slowly down the road. I could see that they were quite old and appeared to be dressed in funeral clothes, which, given the hour, was weird. There were two women and a man. I'd put their ages about 80 and uh, the woman in the middle, she was being steadied and slash guided by the other woman. And the man, as they uh, came closer, I got the impression that she was upset, the woman in the middle. My first thought was that given their age, she had recently buried her husband and grief had caused her to behave slightly irrationally, causing her to try to be out near the cemetery at the uh, at that hour and that the other two were friends relatives trying to look after her and get her home anyway it was all interesting enough for me to carry on watching as they got closer to the house just outside the front of the house was a street lamp i watched them as they made their way past but when they got to the lamp post they all stopped and the upset woman in the middle looked up at me and grinned this was when things got weird. The grin became sort of a grimace, and if there was any color in her face, to start with, it was now dead white. At that point, I realized I was staring right into her eyes, but her eyes were pitch black. Time sort of dilated. If you've ever crashed a car, the final split second before you make impact seems to drag out as you process more information than normal in the time frame. It was, you know, that sort of a thing. I'm sure we only made eye contact for a second, but it felt like several minutes as my peripheral vision faded and I felt like all I could see was these two black holes in her face drawing me in. Although the distance between us didn't change, she somehow felt like she was coming closer, and I was kind of aware, although I couldn't honestly say I could see them at that point, that the two people uh, with her were just continuing to look down the road 
as if frozen, but waiting for this woman to finish whatever she was doing. I was suddenly hit with this intense feeling of dread and panic, so I threw myself on the floor. As soon as I'd broken her gaze, I felt pretty stupid that this upset old woman who clearly needed help had spooked me so badly that I looked out the window again and there was no sign of her. It was a longish, straight road, and the house was toward the middle. So Linford Christie, who's a sprinter, I looked it up, would have had trouble getting out of sight in the time I looked away, let alone three octogenarians. And that was uploaded by DJ Monkey Do on Reddit. So have you ever encountered the black-eyed children let me know on the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dresfalez. On with the show! Ladies and gentlemen, by popular demand, I have one of the chatty broads, Jess. Hello, popular demand. Oh Jess, my Jess, you don't understand. Okay, I was on your podcast. Yes, and you were fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> you and Becca do this podcast called Chatty Broads, and you had me on because you had some listeners of this show, of Ghosted, yes. tell you. We had some DM slides and they were like, you need to get Roz. And then I listened to your podcast and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I need this human being on my podcast stat because we had a great paranormal episode yes. and everyone's response was so huge. Like everyone loves getting spooky and you were just the perfect, the perfect guest. Which is so funny because your podcast isn't like... Like you had a paranormal pod, like you yeah. had a paranormal episode, but you guys do like bachelor recaps. Yeah, and... we do like self improvement and whatever. Yeah. But then Becca and I love paranormal, so we're like, we're just gonna throw this out there, and everyone loved it because everyone can relate. I feel like you know. Yeah, that's what I tend to believe. Yeah, and those who can't, I mean, they're curious. I I just feel like you can kind of if you're those people that believe in that stuff, you can sense that off of people. Like I have very few people that I connect with. Like. I don't have I have a lot of friends, but it's not usually our connection is not paranormal. It's like we work together. We're friends, like whatever. And then when I bring up ghosts, they're like, yeah, I've had this happen or that happen. Right. It's like a certain kind of open person. Right. Like no shade if you don't believe, which I don't feel like you'd be listening to this podcast no. if you don't. But I don't tend to vibe with people who have like no belief in the paranormal. Yeah. You're not my people. I know. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I do think that I, I do say to people sometimes, like, if you're a skeptic, you can listen to the show. And it's still fun to oh, listen yeah. to us talking about how crazy we are with our spooky demons oh, that my fly goodness. around yeah, us Yeah, go ahead. Ma- make fun of us. Yeah. Say yeah. we're crazy. I don't care. <laughs> you won't affect me. I wear wigs and duct tape my balls to my thigh for a living. You could never shock me. I don't have you shame. Never upset me. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, God. Jess. Yes. Let's talk about your experience with the paranormal. Okay. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I was raised in a very conservative Christian home. And some of my friends, when I talk to them about this, they're like, oh my God, we always talked about demons and angels. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The the people that I was raised with, they it was this type of conservative where you just didn't talk about it. Mm. Anything paranormal had to be demonic. There was no such thing as like a sweet, precious Casper situation. It just okay. didn't exist. But I was but always... still heaven, right? Yes, heaven and hell was talked about and demons, but like you just don't talk about it or else they may like latch on to you. It was almost like you don't want to mention it or else 
you have a chance of bumping into one. Got it. Even though they would say that if you're a Christian, you know, you wouldn't ever have a demon interact with you. And when I was younger, I was kind of like, am I not a Christian? Because I sent some weird, can I swear on this? No. No. Okay. I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this is really? a children's okay. show. <laughs> you have your listener bracket is between the ages of eight and 12. I understand. <laughs> we don't want to offend. Um, but no, there was always weird shit floating around to me. Like I just got a weird sense of things. Bleeper. <laughs> yeah. Weird shit. I get you. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know, get like ra- being raised in that, I always was like so curious. And I remember seeing like Ouija boards in uh, stores. And, and that was probably forbidden, so, huh? Oh, honey, it was a hard no. Like, yeah. don't even look at it. Don't make eye contact with it. Like, you'll get something latched onto you. But I'm like, I want to do seances. I want to do Ouija boards. But I still now have that thing. Like, I'm 30 years old and I still haven't done it because there's that level of like oh my god is my mom gonna like pop out and just be like stop it jessica the demonic is gonna attack you but i need to so maybe like we can do a seance together i mean yeah i'm all about a seance but ouija boards scare me oh because i i mean you when you were on our podcast and you told the ouija board story now i'm a little i'm a little spooked to do it yeah i mean I just I think there's a, a way to do it, and yeah. you close the door, and you do the ceremony, and you rub your sage around, and you do right. everything, which I never did. Like as a kid, or any time since then, I've always just been like, "Dear ghost, <laughs> does my ass look fat in these jeans?" And then like the ghost oh wouldn't answer, God. and then I would full on be possessed at 4 a.m. I I'm thinking maybe if I do it, I'll just like hit up an enemy of mine, someone who doesn't know that they're an enemy, and then just do it in their house in case any weird go. shit latches on that'll be like, all right. Because I always feel like with Ouija boards, like the answers that you're looking for come not right right away. Right. You know, it's like, you know, you can't just call up any demon like or spirit and they're just sitting around like, oh, a phone call's coming in. <laughs> they're like, just waiting for you? No. Like, yeah. you know, some people you're trying to call, it takes a couple times till they pick up. Yeah. And then they finally are like, oh, I saw, I see some missed calls a couple hours ago. Someone was asking me if my if their ass looked fat in these <laughs> jeans. I'm going to answer. going to swoop down. Yeah, I'm going to swoop down. <laughs> Sorry I was late. Hey, wake up. Your ass looks fat in those jeans. <gasps> Never. <laughs> but yeah, no, when I'm like, I'm trying to hit up, you know, my grandpa, and then all of a sudden, like, creepy Herbert who died, who, like, killed 12 people, was answering me. Like, I don't want any of that. Yeah. (sighs) So I I still have that that a little bit lingering. But I don't know. I was always, I always felt very drawn to to the darkness. I don't know if it's, like, my Scorpio moon Mm -hmm. that I just like to, I don't know. I want, I'm curious about it. But specifically the dark-sidedness of it? I'm curious about that, yes. But how do you feel about just, like, Happy ghosts? Yeah. Oh, I love a happy ghost. Mm -hmm. I definitely had a situation where, so I'm married, and we had moved into a home together. I also have a child, and I was pregnant while we moved into this house, and I started to, like, have a weird sense about the house, but it wasn't anything that felt creepy to me. It just felt like there was someone there, and specifically in my daughter's room. And before I had her, sometimes I'd, like, wander into her room in the middle of the night have like a, a full mom moment with my belly and be like this Aww. will one day be my d-. and then I'd be like there's something in here like should we move her bedroom <laughs> and so the first few months of her life we didn't have her in there she was sleeping in the room with us and then eventually we transitioned her over and she'd still wake up a couple times in the middle of the night and every time she did my husband and I would like switch off to go check on her 
And every time I'd go in that room in the middle of the night, like there was someone in there. Mm. There was someone in there and there was this empty open closet. And I would sometimes nurse her and the, the chair was right across from this empty closet. And I would just stare into this dark closet. And I'm like, someone is looking at me. Yeah. But it was like this... It was weird because my my uh, feelings, like my, my, my body wanted to be like, get the hell out of here. Like, this is so creepy. But it didn't feel threatening to me at all. And I was just more a little like freaked out by the fact that it was in my daughter's room that yeah. I was like, please, sweet ghost, be nice. Don't do anything weird to my kid. Um, but then eventually we moved. And one day, like over some wine, I made some comment to my husband like yeah you know there was something about that house and he's mr like skeptic you know he doesn't believe anything and he right away was like oh my god i felt the same exact thing and we're like okay say it at the same time where it was and we both were like ember's closet same exact time so we said there was something in there a closet ghost a closet ghost but a nice closet ghost no maybe it was like a lovely grandmother or an auntie or something Mm -hmm. it didn't feel childlike it definitely felt I don't know. It felt like an adult. It felt old. I have. I had a similar experience one time with a friendly closet ghost. Um, I think I might have told this on this show before. I can't remember. But this one time I was staying at a friend's house. So I we grew up together and she had told me before, like, there's this ghost in the house, this woman, whatever, this old, beautiful farmhouse. And totally forgot about it. And one night when I was like college age, I was back home and we were partying and whatever. And then I passed out in the bedroom. Did I tell this on your podcast? I feel like I told this someplace. Yes, I think maybe. Maybe. So I pass out in this bedroom upstairs. And I remember in the middle of the night, the closet door opened and I like woke up and I could feel somebody staring at me through the closet. And I was just like, I'm drunk and like went to bed. And then I uh, woke up the next day, and at breakfast I was like, "Oh, your uh, your friend Sarah, the ghost. I think she visited me last night." And she was like, "How did you know her name was Sarah?" Yes. <gasps> and I was like, "I don't know. Isn't that what you called her?" And then she was like, "No, we uh, recently just like we just did some research and we found out that the woman that died in this house name was Sarah. We did it like a week ago. Like, how did you know that?" Oh my god. Okay, so so hold on. With the whole Sarah thing, did you just throw that out there? Um Was it just like were you just oh, joking yeah, around? No, You're like, oh, like, you know, yeah, you Sarah. know Sarah. Yeah. That's really so creepy. I'm like, did she like open this closet and she's like, my name is Sarah. <laughs> she just cozied up next to you and tried to spoon and you're like, honey, Hi. it's not that way. It's not like that tonight, honey. <laughs> it's not that way, Sarah. No, Sarah. <laughs> Put it back in your pants, Sarah. Girl. <laughs> Contain yourself. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Yeah, so I like, you know, that I. I but I, what say, I was going to say was that I wasn't scared. Yeah, like, you're not scared? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there, I, I don't know. It's not that I'm only about the scary demons. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm just very curious about them. Have you encountered anything that is, like, demonic? So I've had a few situations where I've had, like, sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't feel like sleep paralysis. And I know that people talk about it and go, you know, the scientific research says it's sleep paralysis. And yeah. I was like, no, bitch, I was definitely awake. Like, I was awake. Um, Could you move? I could I could move until they held me down. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> With its creepy long claws. No. Yes. Yes. So okay, so I was visiting my mother and I've never felt anything strange in her house before. But I was like crashing on the couch to go visit her and I was just laying I wasn't asleep yet. I hadn't fallen asleep and I was like checking my phone. Like I was I was very much awake, mm-hmm. flipping through my phone. And all of a sudden I look up at the ceiling and there's this strange shadow, like this black shadow that's covering the ceiling. But the way that, like, the angle of the light and whatever, I'm like, that just doesn't make sense. How am I seeing the shadow? Like, it's already dark in the room. The only thing that light on is my phone. I don't understand. And then all of a sudden, I felt, like, breath on the back of my neck. Oh, God. It scares me just to remember it. Um, And then I felt, and I could move at this point, and then all of a sudden, I felt these long, like, fingers grab the tops of my shoulders. So it was no. just behind me. Yes. And I'm laying down and I feel the hands like in my back. With claws? With like it felt like sharp. Like an acrylic nail yes, set. Yes. Like like a like a, like a like a sturdy stiletto like a coffin shape. You know, oh, obviously the coffin. spooky. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And just like digging into me. And I at that point then as soon as I felt the hands on me, then I couldn't move. And I felt like I couldn't speak. Oh, my god! And gosh. it was... And the thing that's so weird about it is that, like, I felt it talking, but I don't recall what it was saying. Like, in the moment, I understood, like, I could process what was going on, but all I felt was, like, drastic fear. Oh. And then... But you were on your stomach, and it was behind no, you. No, I was on my back. Oh, okay. Laying down. Okay. And it was behind me, and it grabbed me. Oof. And at that point, I was still looking up at the ceiling, and I could still see that weird shadow, maybe like black fog. Oof. And in that, that one was the the most like terror that I've personally felt because it felt so ominous, like it was evil. Yeah. And I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. And, you know, I was just, like, kind of waiting and doing, like, a, like counting almost to myself. Like, just waiting for it to go. I'm like, oh, my God, when I count, when I get to 20, it's going to be gone. So I'm mm-hmm. counting to 20. Like, please, please, please. Totally. Still not gone at 20. Oh, no. And I keep going. And then I get to maybe about 60 seconds. So it was about an, a minute. And then it released. And I literally ran into my mom's bedroom like I was four years old, yeah. sobbing. And I was like, Mom, oh, my God. And she's just like, Jessica, you were dreaming. And I'm like, first of all, I am 27 years old. <laughs> I am coherent right now. I was awake. I was not dreaming. Don't talk to me like that. Um, but then what was so strange is the next day I got a email from someone and a person back in the day when I was like 
involved in the church. I had gone on a missions trip to India and someone that we had, I had recently connected with again via email was murdered over there. In India? Yeah. And that night, that night. Interesting. And so there was this weird, like it felt connected to me because I had been in contact with that person like the week before and I hadn't spoken to them in years. Wow. Yeah. And so something felt, I don't know, it, it just felt connected to me in a strange way and I couldn't explain it. And it wasn't even the timing. There was this weird thing in the back of my head that it was like, maybe, I don't know, this just feels, this feels far away, but it feels dark and I don't know. Ugh. It was horrible. So interesting. Yes, it was but horrible. what was it saying? Like, so you said it, you could hear it talking? Yes. But I can't, I can't remember. I can't decipher. It's like, you should have Roz Velez on your podcast. <laughs> it was that who told you to have me on your podcast? Yes, it was the coffin-nailed stiletto <laughs> bitch ghost who was whispering and holding me down. That was it. You got me. But your mom hasn't had any other problems in that house, My right? mom says she hasn't, but I also don't necessarily believe her. Is she still a part of she's that She's still very religious, and, so I feel okay. like she's maybe just not allowing it to be connected in any way. Interesting. You know? Hmm. I don't know. But we've had, oh man, I've had some some other like friends and family who've gone through some like crazy, crazy shit. Like what? So, okay, so a really good friend of our family's is a pastor and... God, this is so creepy. So in general, like I said, that like the church community that we were involved in, like just didn't, we didn't do demons. We didn't talk about we it. Do we don't do them. We um, don't feature <laughs> demons. They are not on our top three. Um, but he got a call um, one day from someone who went to the church. And I happen to know the family who, who uh, contacted him. They are not people who are dramatic they're not like me where like something like falls over in my house and i'm like call an exorcist exactly the house is probably on fire emotionally (laughs) i don't know what's going on but they're so not that way okay and they contacted him and they're like okay so we know you're a pastor so maybe you can help us out but something strange is going on in this house that we moved to and they had been there for about six months it was a husband and wife and they had three little kids and I don't know what they knew about the house before moving in, but within one month of them being here, like stuff started to get really crazy. At first, it was the kids, the kids would who were normally like super mellow. They'd go to bed. They'd have their thing. You know, they, I think they were between the ages of like eight and two. So there was like a drastic age. But the older one was like low key, whatever, started to have these crazy night terrors, but like would claim that it wasn't a night terror would claim that it was real um and they were trying to like console her all the time and then all of a sudden the middle daughter started to have the same issues and they're going they're rubbing off on each other but it was the Mm -hmm. same story and it was about this little girl who was coming in like to the room and threatening them and they'd like she they would say that they she was hurting them oh my god so just violent right well cut to a few weeks later And the husband and wife are sleeping in bed, and all of a sudden they start hearing, like, violent vomiting in their bathroom. And they're like, oh, my God, one of the kids got in. Like, what's wrong? One of the kids is sick. They ducked out, go into the bathroom. Nothing's in there. And they swear that the vomiting was still happening while they were in the bathroom, and it was loudest in the bathroom. Wow. 
And so it just starts escalating and getting worse. They're having kids screaming in the middle of the night. The vomiting won't stop. Like every Crazy. night, yes. And then at one point, like they get home one day and there's nail marks, like fingernails, all down the hall. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yes. And they were like, you know, again, people, critics could say, skeptics might say it's the kids, but these kids were like horrified. Well, first of and all, and they were little. I was actually just thinking about that because what movie was I seeing? I was seeing Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And there is a scene where somebody drags their fingernails. And I was thinking, like, okay, first of all, you'd have to have strong ass fingernails. Yes. But <laughs> yes, seriously, that the would to damage dig. your fingernails. Like, like, you know, you're not paying for a set no, and going and doing that. Absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, I I have a hard time believing. I mean, I think that it, it it can be possible, but I mean, it depends what the walls made out of, yada yada. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you looked at your kid's fingers, you would probably be able to tell. Yes, and you would need like claws to do. Apparently, what happened because yeah. so then the family friend of ours, who's the pastor, said that he went over because he was kind of like, okay, I'm not an exorcist, like I don't really know what to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. But the family at this point feels very threatened. The kids are horrified. Um, And everything seems to just be getting worse and worse. And again, the feeling was like violent, you know. And um, he said he saw the claw marks. They were deep and real. And he's just like, yeah, this a kid. It's a kid's not going to do that. And when you talk to the kids like these kids weren't old enough or, you know, conniving enough to do something like that. And he was like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I really don't. I, 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 I guess call someone to sage the place. Like, I have no idea. Get an ex. I have no idea. And they eventually moved out because I guess it just started to just get out of hand. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's typically a, a Catholic thing, uh, like, you know, an exorcist. Right. You know, to, I don't know if pastors, I don't think that they do no, it. No, like, I don't maybe think they can bless so. the house, Yeah, maybe, but. I think that, like, they just called him because they were like, we don't know what else to do. Like, who are we supposed to call? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I wonder who lives there now. I don't know. I think about that all the time. All the time. Ooh, the and also, like, goes. Who, who lived there before? Ugh. Some pukey nail girl. Ugh. God, oh, I get probably... scared moving in somewhere new. Always. Oh, of course. I always get scared. I know. And like reveal yourself immediately because I need to know whether I can unpack and settle down because I hate moving. I don't want to pack up. I don't want to be haunted by some no. vomity woman or whatever. I know. And like Ugh. I'm not putting up wallpaper if you're going <laughs> to no. be scratching it. <laughs> that is expensive and it is a pain in the ass to put up. Yeah. Um, yeah, so ugh, I don't know, but that's the thing. Like, I guess I'm drawn to it maybe because it just wasn't allowed when I grew up and totally. I was always so curious. Same thing with like, you know, I watch all the serial killer documentaries. Like, I'm so intrigued and not like in a, oh my God, I love this, but you have to know. I want to well, know. I think knowledge is power in situations like that. True. And sometimes you can learn from experiences or, you know, I think, it's I true. think it, I think it has made me, it's a fine line between paranoid and just prepared when it comes to like watching true crime and ghost things because yes. I'm like that that could be a sign of an exorcism or that person looked at me weird that means that they might murder me like oh I always have my my uh, keys in between my nails I'm always ready to go oh, yeah. <laughs> you know I'm prepared I'm prepared but has doing this podcast like made you so scared all the time now it's it fluctuates because I was 
at first so overwhelmed by so many ghost stories. Yeah. That and and always stuff at nighttime. It's always stuff oh that God, w- yeah. that affects you when you're sleeping. And like, oh, a ghost was hovering over me when I'm sleeping. That a lot of that happens mm-hmm. around these parts. I hear lots of stories like that. And a lot of the time I read the messages that people send me after I've done a gig and I come home and I'm like unwinding and like right. I'm always like why you're in the bubble why did bath. I do this <laughs> you're like, yes and then it's a ghost story about like something horrifying it's, involving water oh you know what always happens I have the weirdest thing ever where I drive home after like a busy day and I don't want to get out of my car so I'll just like sit there with like maybe the AC going maybe some jams and I'm you. like let me just like check like emails and whatever and then I'll start I'm like ooh this one looks good and then I'm reading and then I'm in my car with like windows all around me and I'm like I can't get out of this car I'm crazy oh my god oh my god I don't know how you do it I'm starting to be a little bit well I was gonna say I'm starting to become a little bit more brave but then I had um, a paranormal experience a couple weeks ago Uh, I don't know if you heard this one but I fled a hotel at 2 a.m. because there was a ghost in there and I got scared oh my god I saw it on your insta stories but I have okay I need to listen to this go listen to it it's spooky oh my god it's so creepy I know see I need I need someone like you to go and stay in the hotels because all of my friends are like hell no none of them will do it oh and I'm like, is that something you want to do is go stay in a haunted place? Oh, for sure. Really? Yeah, I'm very curious. Now, I don't know if I'll be able to, like, actually do it. Like, I'd get there and I'd unpack and then I'd be like, this is going to be a pass for me and I'd leave. Maybe. Well, that's what I did. Here's what I'm down for is going to a, ho- a haunted hotel and staying up all night with a group of people. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I don't expect to sleep. No. And no. that was the problem is that the friend I was with was like, oh, we're going to bed and we're going to wake up in the morning. And... <laughs> After learning and reading all day that there's a ghost in here that messes with you when you're sleeping. Oh my god! Yeah, which is not and your what friend I'm was to. able to just fall asleep. Yeah, because he's never had an experience. Oh so he's my just like, god! Eh, whatever. No. Yeah, I don't do never. that. Never. No. 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 Oh my god! I did forget to tell. <gasps> I forgot to tell this. Tell me. Oh my god! I totally. I can't believe I forgot about this. Now I'm thinking demons. I did see an exorcism. Oh, that's right. Where was it in India? It was in India. Yeah. What's the story here? So I was over in India years ago um, and it was with my old school and we were there for like service projects and a lot of them were associated with like the Christian church community. So one of the people who would take us around was this local pastor. And one day he had us go into the slums and you have these people who, you know, have these illnesses that are just absolutely terrible, like things that would be 100 percent curable if they had the means um, to go to and get medical care. Um, But basically the pastor would go out to these slums and like pray for these people. So there would be these long lines waiting for him when he'd show up. And I was already very uncomfortable with the whole situation. I'm like, this just seems very strange in general to me. And I feel weird about this. But I was supposed to be there with him. So me and three of the other students were there. And there's... I'm just curious. Would he charge people for this? No, no, okay. no, no. Oh, that's but good. it was definitely like this whole like white savior business that I have opinions about. But yeah. this is a fun podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> but there's this long line. Everyone's just waiting to get prayed over. And it's just a lot of people who are sick or, you know, have a family member who's ill. Finally, they bring up this woman 
and like four people are holding her and it's like a rabid situation right oh my God. so she's violently like screaming and moving and her eyes are just like elsewhere and there's like foaming at the mouth no. happening yes and I am in my like baby college self, just like, oh my God, what did I get into? I hate this. Like, I'm so scared. And of course, as soon as they bring her up, he looked, the pastor looks back at us and goes, she's possessed. I have to perform an exorcism. And I'm like, honey, this is not what the college like registration said. I no. thought I was just going on a service project. I did not realize that I was going to be participating in this. And I he's like, I know. So he just like points at me. First of all, okay. He starts talking to her, praying. I don't understand because he's speaking in Hindi. And I am shook to the core and she continues to like move violently. And then finally she stops moving after he's prayed a certain amount. And then he turns around and he points at me, just like that finger. And he goes, you, I need you to hold on to her. Uh And I'm like, God, no, please. It's going to pass over to me. And so I have to go. They've now like managed to put her on her knees facing him. And I have to hold, like stand above her and hold her shoulders. Oh my gosh. And so he keeps doing this prayer and then, like, touches her head. And she just, like, bends back, like, almost like there was no bones in her body. Like, I don't know how to explain it except for that. Like, on her knees and just collapses backwards. And I'm just, oh, my God, oh, my God. And he's like, okay, keep holding on to her, whatever. And she had this, like, twitchy thing happen. And it almost seemed like a seizure. And then she was quiet for about a minute. And then sat up and... She's like, hey, guys. (laughs) She's just like, oh, my God, does anyone have a mimosa available? Because that was rough. No, Uh, but, yeah, it was... She's like, you think you've had a bad day. (laughs) Please. But, yeah. And I didn't even know, like... I, I was messed up for, like, a week after seeing it. I bet. I didn't even know how to handle it. And then part of me, you know, is looking at it scientifically going like, is this woman schizophrenic and is unable to get medication? Like, Mm -hmm. is there this, are these just seizures? Like, I don't understand. Which could be true. Exactly. Or. But how do you explain, like, I mean, how was she acting once? Completely. I I mean, completely normal in the sense that there was nothing like violent was happening. She just seemed kind of quiet and shaken up. Hmm. And kind of just walked away with her family. Wow. Yeah. And then I was just asking him, I was like, excuse me. And I was just, again, shy college. I'm like, excuse me, can you explain to me what just happened? And he made some kind of overarching comment about, like, the things of Satan shouldn't be spoken about. And I'm like, but you just made me hold her. So can you give me answers, Yeah, you can give me a little bit. (laughs) You're going to have to give me a little bit of the demon tea because I'm very confused. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. But have you ever seen those videos where it's like someone, you know, they put the hand, the pastor puts the hand on the person and they start shaking and falling? Yes. I don't know if I believe that. No, I don't think I believe that. But. This was, this wasn't like that televised. Mm-hmm. There was no money. He's not getting paid. I don't know. It felt different. Maybe mm-hmm. I, it's because I was there, but I don't know. Well, usually those, those um, videos, it's. 
I mean, if anyone can know bad acting, it's me. And I can <laughs> sense it from a mile away. And some right? of these people, you're kinda like, mm. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, you're going to like, they look behind them before they fall back. And yeah, it's like, like come is this on. Gonna, is this going to kill me? Yeah. But this woman, like, she's no. foaming at the mouth. She's, you know, bending like she has no bones. And like, we're in the slums of India. Like, no one's trying to like throw the drama on for anyone. They have no. enough going on. Like, it felt very real. Wow. Yeah. So then I was just even more interested. I didn't Maybe that's know that why you were an him. exorcist assistant. I didn't know either. You should put that on your resume. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to make that my Instagram bio now. <laughs> <laughs> Along with um, fashion stylist, former fashion stylist. Former fashion stylist. Which, speaking of, what do you think of this outfit I'm wearing? Um... I have to say this mm-hmm. to the listeners: the amount of peacock feathers happening is appalling. <laughs> like I, I love know. it, but it's a little but much. But they're vegan peacock feathers. Well, we're grateful for that. Yeah. But like you know, we're a few feet away, and the peacock feathers are like in my eyes practically. <laughs> so my goodness, they you, need an exorcism. You turn it up for this. I mean, I this is a podcast. I normally just kind of dress in my sweats for this. Uh, not me. I know. My goodness. <laughs> Full face and everything. <laughs> hey, do you want to hear some ghost voices? I would. I'm afraid, but I would love to. Sure, fine. Oh. Okay, it is now time for EVPs or EV please. Oh gosh. Okay, so Jess, here's what I do. I go to YouTube. I type in EVPs, real EVPs, whatever I can find. For hours, I search until I find. Oh my god. What someone someone's recording of a ghost voice. I want you to guess what this ghost voice says, okay? (laughs) Okay. This was uploaded by somebody named Mystic Ghost. It is at the Baker Hotel in Mineral Wells, Texas. Tell me what you think this ghost is saying. Okay, it's real quick, but if you really, like, focus in. It's like a... Yeah. But what is it? Oh my god, I'm really freaked out at what I'm hearing. I'm hearing like push her head. Push her head. Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. Good, I'll give you some options. Okay. Is Ugh. it A, I'm a spooky bitch? <laughs> B, how do I look? C, house of the dead? Ooh. Ooh. Or D, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> oh, it's for sure. It is for sure House of the Dead. It is House of the it Dead. It is for sure House of the Dead. What? Oh, oh my god. That is so oh, spooky. No. I know. Oh, I don't like that at all. I don't either. Okay, here's another one. Okay. This one's not quite as spooky. And it's a quick one. This is from Huff Paranormal. And uh, I believe he recorded this in his house. It's real staticky. Yeah. hearing like first of all it's a very beautiful sexy voice i know you know i'm kind of like oh okay yeah you can stay i know hey girl (laughs) i'm hearing like i love something or it's not me it's not me or you love something yeah it's like i love is she saying i love me oh i can hear i love me she's a diva I know. She's very. She understands herself. She knows her self worth. 
Totally. And we she's stand like, a woman who loves herself. I know. She's totally like, you are trying to f- capture me and I love me. I don't blame you. <laughs> you, are, you are trying to stage me out of your house, but honey, you can't because I love me. I and love my, me too much. And my self-value is skyrocketing through this house. So please. <laughs> she's like, Sage cannot contain all of this fabulosity, bitch. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Is it A, he loves you, D, good luck, C, kill her, or D, how my nails look? Is it He loves you. He loves you. Yeah. So that kind of changes the the backstory. So she goes from saying I love me to he loves you. I wonder who he's talking about. Oh my god. He yeah. Loves you. I hear that now for sure. I heard the love. There's definitely a clear love. It's a love. And again, she's so fab. Like, I'm not surprised. She's like, he loves you. Girl, <laughs> Don't loves worry you. about it. You're fine. Stop crying to your friends. Yeah, like, just, he loves you. you know, you get a little bit of that self-worth. He loves you. You're good. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think that's it. Oh, my God. I had so much fun with you. I am obsessed with you. I and Becca. You. We have to get Becca yes, in here. Yes, we have to get Becca because Becca has, ha- she has some crazy stories. I know. She definitely like has what you have where like there's that communication mm-hmm. with the, the maybe, the maybe dead, maybe the undead. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so she's got some crazy stories. I wanted to tell some of hers, but I'm resisting today because yeah. I'll leave that to her. Save them. We should have her in yeah. here. Well, tell us where we can find you and your podcast and everything. So the podcast is Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess, we're on all the platforms, iTunes, Spotify, all that. Um, it's a at, real popular podcast. You know, we have amazing, the Broad Squad, our, we love our fans. There's like a now a Broad Squad ghost boo. Oh, they uh, adore you. Overlap. We going get on here. lots of DMs about you. Lots of DMs. Ah, I want to come um, back for Halloween. Oh, <gasps> will you please? Stories. Please. Oh my God, I'm gonna drag you by your wig. <laughs> Girl, you know that's not hard to do. Oh yeah, and I'll I'll wear these peacock feathers and I'll the whole shebang next time. I wouldn't expect any less. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with Jess. And go listen to Chatty Broads. Of course, you know, start off with the episode that I am on. Because we had a blast and we all told ghost stories. And hopefully I'll be back there soon. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Guys, I'm working on doing a live show in Los Angeles. So get excited for that. Also, I'm on Cameo now. And I love Cameo. It's so much fun because you can, you know, have me send you some kind of fun message. Or you can have me send a message for a friend or whatever. So you go to Cameo.com slash Ross I'm also on Facebook, Ross Dress Instagram, at Ross Dress And please join the Facebook group, Ghosted by Ross Dress where you can post your funny ghosty memes. You can say nice things about me. You can share your ghost stories. And of course, I love it when you share ghost stories on Apple Podcasts by giving the show five stars and you can write a review with a ghost story. And if you don't have a ghost story, just leave five stars. Why not? What's it it cost you? It doesn't cost you nothing, but it's great for the show. We are back next week with an incredible story. I cannot wait to share it with you. So thanks for listening. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!
Scarpins Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.